I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. As always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good, other than fucking up the intro. <laughs> That's okay. It happens. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking like Yoda. Today with me, as always, Emily Lynn. I mean, if it helps you feel less awkward about it, you say the title of our podcast incorrectly every single time. There are some things that you do that you have to do, because if you don't do them, then something bad could happen. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I am weirdly, like, superstitious about just everything and anything. Like, I have to do something the way I always do it because then I'm afraid, like, something might happen if I, like, I don't do it the way I normally do it. Like, uh, I have Carlos's name in my phone as Boo Arguello, even though I do not call my boyfriend Boo Arguello. I call him Carlos. And I still haven't changed it yet because I, I don't know why. Like, I just haven't, even though I know that I don't call him Boo but also because his dad is named Carlos and I don't want to accidentally call his dad at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. He's <laughs> slightly awkward. Yeah. Mm, a little bit, but I know. And I can't even, I can't even change his name. Like, I think I have him, his name as like Poppy Arguello, like just in case. Oh, that's cute. I know. Except Lorena laughs at me when I say Poppy. I mean, I don't call him that, but. I just, she thinks that my accent is funny, especially when we play like board games, like Loteria, like, and I have to pronounce things. <laughs> but anyways, how are you? What's new? Anything fun, exciting going on in the world of Emily Lind and New York? Um, Season two of Ted Lasso starts at the end of July. And they had a trailer for it today. And I was so happy. It almost made me cry. And I realized that is a sign that things are probably not going well. <laughs> I don't 
know, like, I think it's pretty wholesome that you like this show so much because it seems like a happy-go-lucky show and it seems like everything that you're against in a TV show that you love. So I think it's good. It's it's because it's genuine. Like, it all feels genuinely nice and genuinely sweet and doesn't feel contrived in a way that a show like Modern Family does. Yeah, Modern Family was, like, funny for five minutes, but then it just dragged on and on. The Disneyland episode was cute, but other than that, that show just went on. I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, family shows or, like, I can't stand Full House anymore, even though, like, I used to watch it, like, religiously as a kid. Um, I used to watch Reba. I liked Reba. <laughs> what I have been watching, because it's on HBO Max... And I, I don't know if I guess it was just I was seeing it a lot on Twitter is I've been watching The Nanny, a show that I had saw occasionally, but never watched when I was growing up. So I don't know that it's not even a particular like nostalgia thing. I'm just like, OK, I watched The Nanny and I, I find it genuinely charming. I think I just sort of like Fran Drescher a lot. But also the show is just like, you know, it's got some problems because it's a mid 90s, early mid 90s sitcom. So there's some not great jokes, but. It's just sort of sweet and funny. Oh, the nineties. Also, there was there was a thing to like. I just watched an episode before we recorded, and it made me feel super old because, um, the the eldest daughter Maggie is trying to get um her dad to get her tickets to some concert, and the band that they use to show that. She is young and hip and her, you know, and her dad and Fran are totally out of it is that she wants to see Stone Temple Pirate Pilots and they have no idea who that is. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> if that's your example of like the new hot thing, I, I can't. <laughs> it did something to my brain when I heard that. like oh those crazy kids today listening to stone temple pilots <laughs> that's funny i have never heard of that band yeah because you see now that's how far it's come on the other end <laughs> is that they are now a thing that a teenager would definitely have not have heard of and even somebody in their mid-20s would not have heard of damn <sighs> anyway it made me feel super old I know I've been uh, patiently waiting for uh, the next uh, re-release for Taylor Swift albums and her fans are really sneaky and she's really sneaky because she always has like hidden messages and like tweets or when she's promoting her music like she was on an episode of like Stephen Colbert uh, the other night and she like gave like many hints that like the next album that she was going to re-record was 1989 because like she made this little like poster board thing and there's a pizza on it with five pepperonis and 1989 was the fifth album and then she had a picture of Stephen Colbert in 1989 and just just a bunch of like weird clues so I mean it's I funny think, I think probably the picture of Stephen Colbert in 1989 is more of an obvious clue but <laughs> I guess but the pizza Emily the pizza had five pieces of pepperoni on it I mean look, that's some good that's some like crazy conspiracy theory shit right there 
that's that's Taylor though. Like she she does this to us. Like you know, back in the beginning, she would have secret hidden messages in her songs. Like I used to be able to tell which song it was by looking at through the secret messages. I was so good at that shit. Now I'm not as good anymore because you know it's been like 13 years and it, shit's shit's gone down. Where I've been memorizing other things than you know hidden messages, but it's fun to go back and. You know, and go forward to see like what what how she's fucking with us now, and it's it's an enjoyable ride. I'm not complaining, but I'm trying to think if I've been. Oh, Top Chef is back, so I've been watching that. And so That's far, good. there's only one person that I hate, and he has been less hateable the past couple episodes. So there's not anybody I even particularly dislike. I don't know anybody's names, and I won't until like the final four. I never got into that show. Is it like the same hosts, the same like all the way through or does it change every now and then? No, it's been the same. It's been, you know, I'm not positive about the first season. I mean, Tom Kalicki has been there from the beginning. I'm maybe Padme, maybe Padme was Padme. Jesus. Maybe Padme (laughs) was, um, was in the second season, but they've, they've like, it's been her and Tom for a, for quite a while, at least maybe from the beginning. And I love it. It's my it's one of the only like I like the I don't like reality shows that are like let's just watch these people's lives. I like the competition shows. You know, I like this. I like um, Project Runway, uh, but mostly I like this because I love food, and so I just like to see what people make. And they have generally speaking less focus on the drama between the contestants like the first season there was a bit more of that but they've gone they've gone away from that quite a bit like though you know like every once in a while there'll be like a huge blowout argument but they played that up much more in the earlier seasons than they do now which i'm grateful for yeah, even though like watching, you know, drama and like stuff go like a little wild, like can be entertaining sometimes. I don't enjoy that in like a competition show. Like even though like The Bachelor and Bachelorette is like kind of like considered a competition show. Like I hate seeing everyone argue because it's like I get it. You're all going for the same person, but you don't have to be an asshole about it. Like there are just some very vindictive people that like are on those shows and just say and do awful things. And, you know, especially in like competition culture, you know, Mm -hmm. like great British, great British breaking show. Like I really like that because it's calm and like the worst thing that's ever happened is Ben Gate. And, it's like one of the things that like people still, you know, talk about is, you know, what's her face taking uh, that ice cream cake out of the or baked Alaska out of the fridge, you know, and it just, it it was something that was an accident that people are just like, she did it on purpose. And I think that she like self-eliminated that next week because she got sick or something. So it's like, I just, I can't believe that out of all the seasons, like that's the most like dramatic thing to ever happen. And that's what I love. Like, I love the kind of shows that are just, when everyone's just kind to each other, even though like it's a competition. Yeah. Or at least they're just like, they're just like making their shit. And that's what I like. I just want to see them make cakes. I don't want to see them fight about making cakes. And I like it when they help each other. I know. I love seeing teamwork. Like, I know 
in previous seasons of like Project Runway, like the groups week or like when you have to work with someone is always like the hardest weeks to watch because like there's always a fight or there's always mm-hmm. this or that. But I, man, I miss the old Project Runway. Like I'm okay with that new show that Tim and Heidi have, but it's just not the same without Zach Posen or, you know, the beginning seasons with uh, Michael Kors. I loved Michael. What? That guy's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, he was weird. And then Nina Garcia was fine. Um, I feel like the end of the cup, like the last couple of seasons with all of them, you kind of got to see that it was kind of like Heidi just controlling the show. Like if <laughs> yeah. Heidi didn't like someone, like that person was out. But yeah, those shows are fun. I just, I haven't had... And not the time to like get into a show again, but just, I don't know. I just haven't been like feeling it and I don't know. Hopefully I will start feeling it soon. Stop watching reruns of Royal Weddings on YouTube. Yeah, no, but that's kind of what I like about, I mean, probably why I like Top Chef or, you know, even the nanny right now is a sort of like, it's very low commitment and I don't have to pay attention particularly hard and there's no you know worlds at stake drama happening yeah yeah that's true I don't have to see Captain America's shield being used to murder somebody oh god yeah that show is insane and I can't believe that there are people out there that are in favor of John Walker. Like, that's fucking insane to me. Like, get out. Yeah, he's not even, like, a fun bad guy. Like, there's characters you, you know, like, you love to hate. But then there's just characters who I do not like at all. And I just, like, I don't enjoy watching him. And it's not, um, it's not that I think Wyatt Russell's is a terrible actor or anything. I think he's fine. And, and, you know, and, like, has actually given some good performance, like, moments. But I I don't want to watch Captain somebody dressed as Captain America using the Captain America shield to chop somebody's head off. Like, that's not, it's not even, like, you know, oh, it's so dramatic. It's just, like, no, that's horrible. I don't want to see that. Yeah, it it's completely horrific. And... It's not only horrific to see that, but it's horrific to see, you know, some people, you know, supporting that behavior and just thinking, oh, God, like, what what kind of world do we live in? And just seeing that that was a reality, like, in the show of, like, Captain America holding that bloody shield. Like, that is, like, an image that I still can't get out of my head. And, yeah, Wyatt Russell is a fine actor. Like, I can see him getting a lot of – I can see him getting typecasted as, you know, the war veteran or something having to do with no battle or, I don't know, just, like, a Tom Hanks kind of typecast. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think that he's fine with, you know, what he's doing now. Like, uh, his character was fine before uh, he was killing people with the shield. I mean – not like fine but like okay whatever you go do your thing but yeah that shows it's good i think we have one more episode left and i'm excited to see how it'll end 
I was really excited last time to see Julie Louise Dreyfus. I wish it hadn't been spoiled for me because I love her and it would have been cool to be like surprised by that. But in terms of spoilers, that's a rather minor one. And she's just amazing. And as soon as she was on the show, I'm like, this is all that I want the show to be. I don't care about anybody else anymore. I just want to see her. Yeah, I thought it was funny seeing her. I love all these like actors that are coming into like the Marvel universe. And of course, like I've never seen Seinfeld. So I haven't really seen her in like any like actual roles. So I think it's very strange for me to say that this is the first role I've ever seen her in. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry if Steel Saunders has just crashed his car. I hope he is listening to this like sitting in a room somewhere and not operating heavy machinery. Yeah, Steele, I, I hope you're sitting down at this moment. Maybe maybe we can like have a little like a Seinfeld podcast like every now and then to discuss my journey through Seinfeld, you know, like our, our Gossip Girl conversation. Maybe that could be the next thing. I've, I've seen one episode of Seinfeld and it was like in like a communications class my freshman year of college. And I, I'm already forgetting the episode because, God, it was 2014 that's so many years ago but it was about like her and a guy and like talking about like relationship stuff but i feel like that was probably like every <laughs> like every four or five episodes in a season her and a guy talking about that is quite the vivid picture you've painted emily i'm not a painter like i tried taking you know painting classes or you know doing art and like i'm not good at it like, so how, what grade did you get in that communications course oh i got a c fuck that class <laughs> even even rusty got a c in it like that, that class is like one of the actually i was gonna say one of the only classes i got a c in but i i retook some community college was my time where i just didn't really shine like i I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going. So, you know, I, I took my sweet time, but yeah, I, I made it to the finish line. That's all that matters. But yeah, I didn't do too hot in that class. Also considering that uh, the day that the class was over, I had found out that we were supposed to do all these online courses. Um, and I all day had to do those online courses. And I think I was like an hour and a half to two hours late to that class that day. But I still took the final and I still passed the class. But that was the biggest fuck up I've ever done, except for the time I was supposed to do that psychology um, assignment and I didn't do it. And it just didn't show up for the rest of the semester. But I retook the class. Like, it's fine. Like, it, it's totally fine. Like, I, I re redemption, you know, I had my redemption, redemption mark, like, like all, all people have and like, in TV shows and movies, like, mm -hmm. yeah, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Okay. My journey through education was a journey, and it, it led me to here. Oh, that's fine. It happens. Especially at the time when I had to put on beer goggles and put a condom on a penis. <laughs> a just fake a penis. Dismembered, just a dismembered penis. <laughs> dismembered penis, not a real penis. <laughs> whatever i do in my spare time i will i will keep in my spare time but yeah yeah education system oh <sighs> well anyways yeah there's there's not really a lot of star wars news this week um it just a lot of speculation 
a lot of, you know, look at this set, look at this, you know, they're building this. That means they're, they're, they're doing this scene that these people are going to be here. You know, uh, I heard like a Mandalorian rumor that, you know, they're filming season three already. Wow. I can't believe we're already at season three of the Mandalorian. Like I just completely forgot the second season existed. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I kind of do. I mean, I remember Timothy Olyphant, and I remember Boba Fett. If that Timothy episode was the only episode in season two, like, I would be happy. Because that is a way to start a season and end a season. I think that's my headcanon of this season of The Mandalorian, is just that one episode. Oh, I'll allow Fish Lady. I like Fish Lady and her fish husband and their little fish baby. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're pretty adorable. Like especially when Fish Lady and Fish Husband reunite, it was it was beautiful. It reminded me of when I saw Carlos for the first time after three months of quarantine. Very precious. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and we got the we got the Mon Cal and the little fisherman sweater. That was good. Where's my action figure of that Hasbro? I want a Hot Toys of that fig of of that character. Like that's the only Hot Toy I'll ever get is. <laughs> A Mon Cal in that beautifully knitted sweater. There's something about those type of sweaters. You know, like I, I saw like a montage of sweaters of that sweater, the crisp, uh, he- no, uh, which Chris? Not Pine, not Hemsworth. Evans. Evans. Of Chris Evans in that sweater and Knives Out and Ryan Johnson's lobster sweater. An epic sweater. The best sweater. I was hearing rumors that he wants to direct some episodes of The Mandalorian Season 3, which I'm okay with. I mean, I personally want to see what else, like, he can do with Star Wars because, like, I'm kind of bored of The Mandalorian. Like, I get get it. You know, The Mandalorian's cool. I'm still going to watch it. I enjoy The Mandalorian. I'm just like, okay. Like, I thought this was going to be, like, a limited thing. I didn't know this was going to be, like, a... 50 long season thing but maybe because this is the only star wars thing that we've received like from disney plus that i'm just like okay i mean other than clone wars and soon to be the bad batch i enjoy well most of the time i enjoy mandalorian when i am watching it but then when the season ends i just sort of forget that it happened Yeah, I'm the same way. I feel like after season one, I was like more excited about it and more like, I'm going to watch old episodes of The Mandalorian. But unfortunately, I can't watch my old favorite episode of The Mandalorian anymore because it has a certain character that's no longer part of the franchise because of their bad person-ness. So, <laughs> technical term. Te- te- very technical term, but... Yeah... And, I mean, I guess it's fine, like, seeing all, like, the Kenobi stuff. Like, a lot of people are getting really excited about, you know, set pictures and, you know, the characters. Um, I mean, yeah, I I don't want to see too much of it. Like, I feel like I already see, like, enough of it. Like, this is built. So that means, I don't know. I'm being really vague because it's, like, I don't want people to be spo- – I don't want to spoil insert name here about insert – item here like i want everyone to be like surprised like i don't i i'm sorry that you found out about julia um being in 
uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because that would have been a fun surprise. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But in other Star Wars news, there are some toys that were released. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but actually, um, there were a bunch of like Clone Wars Black Series figures that released. And I just wanted to touch up on the fact that usually uh, these toys like don't really look the best. Uh, my best example being Poe Dameron that they always fuck up his face like for no absolute reason. Like everyone else's faces look fine, but it just looks like Poe Dameron's face was like smashed and I feel awful for Poe Dameron. But these figures don't look bad. Like there's Obi-Wan, there's Anakin, there's Rex. Like even Rex looks good. We take off his helmet, it's Tamar Morrison. Like doesn't get any better than that. So that's pretty cool. I mean, if you're into action figures and shit, like this is the thing for you. I doubt Emily and I are going to get into it, but you know what? We're just here to share the magic of toys. I mean, I have two Clone Wars characters action figures. I have Cad Bane and I have Ventress. And I don't imagine I'll ever be getting any others. Oh, I have a little Lego Hondo. Hondo's great. The animatronic Hondo at Galaxy's Edge is is pretty cool. Like Disney likes to pat themselves in the back, like for their animatronics. Like ever since like building a good old Abe Lincoln way back when, and did that versus now. And I mean their animatronics are good, but I mean they're no Chuck E. Cheese, but I guess they're okay. Yeah, except I I like almost had a heart attack the one of the last times I was at Disney and saw like the Lincoln show because like the way that Lincoln sits down it looks like that he's gonna go through the chair and I'm thinking like oh my god this it's gonna break <laughs> like I was so scared for Lincoln I don't know maybe because I was really tired it was a long day but like I really thought that like he was just gonna fall through the chair so they got he did it but oh yeah but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're into figures, check these ones out. I used to collect figures as a kid, so it's kind of like a soft spot for me. I used to collect uh, a lot of the clones. Uh, I particularly yeah. liked the, uh, I mean, obviously, like, the clone troopers from episode two and episode three. My, episode three clone troopers were, like, my preferred uh, trooper. Um, but, yeah. I don't know where all of them went. I think I still have them like up somewhere. And I had like the big toy Falcon and the um, Mustafar set. I guess this is turned into a collecting podcast. <laughs> the premiere spot for collectible news. Yeah, it's not as good as like the geek dudes, you know, with, with their little uh, Elton John segment. But I think this will do. Yeah. I don't have quite their compulsion for spending money, but. Me neither. Like, even when I buy clothes, it takes me all day 
to commit. Like it's a whole day project of me deciding to purchase something. Because then I go back and see, all right, is there a cheaper version of this? Um, do I already have this? Like, I, even though I have this in different color in my shirt, it just it, it's a whole it's a whole day thing. Like, it, it's a holiday. Like, I I put a lot of thought into things, and most of the time it works out. And most of the time, I'm like, I could have just pressed purchase, and I could have done things today. But you know what? That's fine. Yeah. But, uh, well, did you collect any action figures or collect anything as a kid? I mean, I had a couple of Star Trek action figures, and I had it. I had a Next Generation tricorder, which was maybe the coolest toy I ever owned because it had lots of buttons on it and it made very satisfying sounds. And I went to like try to find one on eBay, and they are too much money for me to spend on nostalgia. Like I'm like I will spend twenty five dollars, and then I go on, and it's like ninety dollars, and I'm like that's not gonna happen. But and then like when I was really little, my brother had some some of the like original like Kenner figures, and I would have played with those. I remember the Ewoks and stuff that are probably like buried in my parents' backyard somewhere. Yeah, I love going to antique shops and seeing those like Kenner figures for like 60 to 80 bucks and thinking oh, that's just crazy. And it's always the ones that are like in really bad shape that are like the most expensive because the ones online are like probably like a little cheaper. But the ones like in the like in the store, it's just it's so funny because it's like whenever I see one, I'm like, oh, this isn't really the best quality. But like they're like so expensive. But But who knows? My parents love going to like vintage shops or just anywhere like that. So that's where I always end up is like the toy section because I don't really care for like a 85 year old couch. I already have <laughs> I already have one in my living room that I'm going to take with me when I move out of here. So that that's my antique is the good old family go. green couch. I hope one day you get to sit on that couch, Emily. <laughs> I will tell you, like, this is the couch I was talking about. It's the best couch to nap on, to sit on. Like, it's just a great family couch. Like, it's just it's a great couch. Like, you always have a good time when you're on the brown family green couch. The best couch I've ever been on is the third floor of Ascension Hall, which was one of the, um, like, old academic buildings on uh, Kenyon where I went to school. And the this one of those like big overstuffed leather couches, and it's this gorgeous old building. You know, it's like you know like a hundred and fifty year old building because my school is really old, and it's got these beautiful like stained glass windows and shit. And then you would just like sit in the sun, coming through the window, going there to study, and instead just falling asleep on the big leather chair. college naps were like always the best naps or like the naps like in between classes those were the best times I used to always do that at a community college not Mm -hmm. so much when I was at San Diego State because like San Diego State was like so far from where I lived so like I tried to be there as like little as possible (laughs) yeah yeah, I think like the most memorable t- memorable times I had was like 
I, I feel like sometimes like we would always talk at school or um, I always think of like immediately telling you after my beer goggles incident like I was like I need to tell Emily like this needs to be like this is a thing like I this is content I have created it and I need to share it <laughs> you need to copy this and paste it oh that was a good story I know such good times college I don't know, feel very nostalgic talking about like action figures and college and, you know, old TV shows. Like, what a nostalgic day. Yeah. Look, there's not any stars to talk about. So, what do you want? We really need the Bad Batch to come. Like, that's how bad, that's how, that's how bad things are in Star Wars land right now is I am wanting the Bad Batch just so we have something to talk about. The fact that we need the Bad Patch as much, too. And, like, the funny enough, the funny thing is that, like, the Bad Patch, like, has been, like, our, not our mortal em- enemy, but just, like, not a friend, not a foe, just, like, in the middle. But it's, like, now we are finally, like, it's, we're accepting the Bad Batch, like, as weeks. our friend. Like, we want the Bad Batch to wear pink with us on Wednesdays or I'm trying to think of other things even though like I hate mean girls I've seen that movie way too many times it just it's not funny to me anymore because it was funny to everyone in high school it's not funny to me I'm trying to think of something else I'm trying to think of like a gossip girl related thing like we're gonna sit on the Met steps with the Bad Batch (laughs) we're gonna eat our lunch sit on the Met steps okay and actually, we're going to socially distance because, like, we don't live in the same household. So we are going to be as careful as possible. Even though I heard a rumor that all of the Bad Batch members are vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Still, we are going to maintain our space, wear our masks, and be safe. Of course, like, not wear our masks when we eat. That's, like, one of the Disney things right now is that they're telling people that in restaurants, and they're, like, the Disney restaurants, that, like, they have to have their masks on, like, when they're waiting for food, too. And, like, people are mad about that. But I'm, like, hey, like, if it's safe, it's safe. Like, if you want me to wear a mask the whole time, I'm going to wear a mask the whole time. Like, I wear a mask when I go on, like, walks. Like, I went on this, like, eight-mile walk around the bay the other day and I wear my mask the whole time. My family's like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm wearing my mask. I'm staying safe. I'm staying safe from the sun. I'm staying safe from germs and from shit I don't want. And it, it works out for everyone. And I don't even have those weird, like, mask tans that, like, people get, thank God, because I wear, like, that 200 SPF sunscreen. Yeah. So, let me see if there's any other Star Wars news. Um, Yeah, so David Prowse's estate is putting a lot of his old Star Wars stuff up for auction. And it it seems pretty interesting. Um, I was scrolling down. He has, like, the original script of of, um, The Empire Strikes Back where they changed it up. So, like, he didn't know that Luke Skywalker was the son of Darth Vader. Um, he has some old masks, um, some signed memorabilia. I don't know, just some cool stuff. I, I don't know. I'd f- I'm not really a memorabilia type of person. Like, I'm not going to buy, like, something because, like, oh, my God, this person, like, wore it. Like, I'm not going to go out and, like, buy the dress that, like, Blair Waldorf one wore in season one, episode one of Gossip Girl. Like, I don't know. 
I take my nostalgia in different ways. I think the clothes are weird because I don't know what you would do with them. I mean, like maybe you've got a like huge collection space and you could display shit, but otherwise that seems strange to me. But I get like a script or a prop. Like if you could have like an original like you know ship model or something, I think that would be a pretty sweet piece of memorabilia. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at like a picture of the items now. And I mean, it's kind of cool. Like it has like a little plaque with his name on it and some Darth Vader masks and some hats and some paintings. I'm like, yeah, that's nice. It, it's not my like favorite thing in the world, but. Look, here's one of the things that seems weird to me, which is, okay, so what are the lots is signed photograph from Mark Hamill, which reads, for David, you'll always be dad Vader to me, your goblin son, Mark. And I think that's like... <laughs> I I don't know. I think like I already am sort of like it on autographs. Like I have some, but like it's weird to have like buying something that somebody signed for somebody else. I don't know. That seems weird to me. Yeah, I agree. Like if if like someone signed something for me, like yeah, of course, like I want it. Like if Taylor Swift signs something like for you like I wouldn't want it because it's not addressed to me it's addressed to you you know like or your Mendo thing like I wouldn't take your Mendo signature (laughs) damn straight you wouldn't no no one should take that is it still hanging up yeah it's right above me no that's going in the that's going in the funeral pyre it's above you like that's your cross like above your bed (laughs) it's not above the bed it's above the podcasting desk and above the mendo tarkin shit and in between two lithographs of mendo and tarkin that i found on etsy emily's holy ground yeah they're my guys i know i've been seeing a bunch of uh casting rumors for a secret invasion Look, up until today, I've been very excited because yesterday or the day before, they announced the rumors of Olivia Coleman, and she's amazing. She's great in everything. She is both hilarious and good at drama. And then today, they announced Amelia Clark, and she <laughs> fucking sucks shit. She is a terrible actor. Yes, even in Game of Thrones, I don't get why she keeps getting work. She's awful. So, like, how could she redeem herself? Like, if you were her acting coach, like, what would you tell her? Be a better actor. Have some facial expressions (laughs) and emote like a human person. Hmm. I'll take that to her team. (laughs) No, she's terrible. I'm very upset about it. Yeah, she isn't my, like, favorite, like, casting role. I mean, I was really happy to see Olivia Coleman because I was like, oh, it's the queen. The queen's going to be in this. Like, I love it. But, yeah, Millie Clark is fine. I just, I get flashbacks to Solo. I don't like getting those flashbacks. So, and Game of Thrones, too. Like, 
that's that's just one of those shows where it just you I never want to return to it. Like they their account like tweeted something the other day that winter is coming because I guess like they're doing a, another show. And I'm thinking like God. I can't believe that, like, we're getting, like, a Game of Thrones, like, prequel. Well, I mean, they, you know, they were, they bought scripts for, like, ten different ones, and one of them already got canceled. So, we'll see. And that had gotten pretty far along, and I actually had a good cast, and I was sort of remotely interested in it. And that, of course, is the one that got axed. But, I mean, I feel like after that finale, it's a hard sell for most people. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if, especially the fact that their the Twitter account tweeted that and then, like, nothing has happened, like, a week since. Maybe that was just, like, another canceled attempt. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, Amelia Clark, she's fine. Her dog is really cute. I follow her on Instagram, and she has this cute little dash hound that just, I'm pretty sure it's a dash hound, but it, it's pretty cute. So... I almost hope that she gets the part so that Mendel can play with her dog on set. Look, she could be on any other Marvel show. That's fine. I don't give a shit about any of the... Well, I, I mean, I'm I'm interested in Loki, and I'm interested in... Well, I'm glad she's not in Moon Knight. But there's only, like, a fourth of the Marvel shows that I'm interested in. So why does she have to be in the one I'm most excited about? Why can't she be on one of the ones I don't care about? Well, at least she won't be like this big role because I feel like that would be very strange like for them to just announce now oh by the way like this is the star of our show like no like we know the stars of the show are Samuel L. Jackson and Mendo and that's fine that's great like that's all we need right there like I don't know I'm concerned because she's bad and I don't like her well have you seen the clips of the Moon Knight, um, like, fighting training. No. Dude, it's awesome. Oscar Isaac is awesome. He's so cool. And he's, like, it looks like it's going to be great fun. He's great. Oh, I love him. Did you see the Shang-Chi trailer? No, I haven't watched it yet. I saw it, and I'm like, eh. Yeah, it looks fine. I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it. Like, I'm I'm sitting comfortably on the Marvel train right now. You know, when does that one come out? I believe September, September third of this year, in theaters. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going back to a theater. I don't know either. It's funny because a lot of theaters near me have shut down. Probably the same for you too, and same like across like the United States. So like I don't even know like if there is going to be a theater that you know will show this movie because like all of them are closed right now. Still, even though you know we're on what insert tier here, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. I find it interesting that, like, that was, like, one of the first things to, like, reopen in, like, June and July of last year. But now it's just, like, a, a point of no return. Yeah. It's depressing. I really want to see, like, I really want to go to the movie theater again. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, I just don't know when I'm going to feel comfortable doing it. 
Yeah. Some theaters are just like so expensive too. Like IMAX movies are like $20, $25 a person. I'm thinking like, what can I do with $25? Like eat some good food, um, have a couple drinks, you know, but then I can do that at home too. Like I can make myself like a mixed drink at home. I never do that, but still like ways to save money. But yeah, I mean, I just, I've never really been like a going to the movies person. Like that's never been like my, like Mm. my enjoyment. So movies being closed like hasn't really done anything for me except you know because that would always be like my last resort for things or like when Carlos and I would like meet up halfway we would always like go and see a movie well you know which was fine you know because there's nothing else to do because we'd go to the same place for like two to three years and just be like all right let's go see a movie let's do this but yeah I just I don't know I'd rather like just hang out do something else like I don't know I miss of activities. I miss it so much. It might be the thing I miss most. I just want to like, but I don't want the thing is like, like even you know like the 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 Alma Draft House is open is reopening next month, but I like, hmm. I don't want to go to a movie and be stressed out about it. So it can't just be oh theaters are reopen. It's got to be like feeling comfortable about being in a movie theater again, and that might take some time. Yeah, I remember. I saw Tenet um, in, like, June or July. And I remember, like, I went on, like, one of, like, a Thursday or a Tuesday. And it was, like, every other seat, you know. But there was only, like, two people in the theater anyways. And, like, still, like, it felt weird. But, yeah, I just – I don't know how people are going to do that now. Like, especially on, you know, like, weekends. Like, it's crazy. I don't like going out. I mean, I never liked going out on weekends anyways. I like going to the grocery store or anything. But especially when I'm here in San Diego, I hate having to go out and, like, do things. Because, like, there's just people everywhere. Like, you see restaurants and you see, like, just there's just so many people. You know, I follow all the Disney accounts. I just see, like, how many people are at Disney. And I'm thinking, God, just crowds are just, like, so non-enjoyable and I feel like I'm just becoming like this like introvert now like due to COVID but I mean maybe I was just always an introvert but also just I just I like my time not in crowds (laughs) I don't know but I'm interested to see like in the next couple months like two years like how life will change you know especially at celebration like how will we all adjust to being around each other to being in crowds you know like i'm a hugger like will you know like i'm gonna have to ask people before like to hug them which is like great like i don't mind it at all like i i don't like being touched sometimes so like i I don't fucking get it please let this have killed handshakes forever yeah i I don't like handshakes, but like I've been I've been doing a bunch of like interviews lately. You know, I'm on the I I, I texted like someone the other day. I called it uh, 
what did I call it again? It was like the job hunt world tour. That's what I'm calling it. My job hunt world tour. And that's like the one thing that I miss like in interviews because I've been doing a lot of interviews is like shaking hands because like I feel like I have a pretty good handshake and a pretty like firm and good handshake. Mm -hmm. You know, back when I used to play tennis, we used to always shake people's hands. I would always find it weird. Like people would like barely like shake your hands because that's how you show respect on the court. I know. Like you show your respect on the court by giving a nice firm handshake. And that was always like something that, you know, employers would say about me like, oh, that's a nice handshake. I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, because it's like that's just a way for them to remember you. Hey, Brittany, the redhead with a good handshake. You know, so that's just one of the things through COVID. I'm just like, dang it. Like, I really wish I could shake your hand. That's always the thing they say too. like, oh, sorry. Like, and I'm like, hey, no, I, I get it. Like, you don't have to touch me. I don't have to touch you. Like, everything's great here. But yeah, I like a nice uh, six foot away hello and a good wave. Yeah, do a little nod. That's fine. That's all I need. I don't need people touching me. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how that'll go. And, you know, plus even if conventions are still going to be a thing, you know, like how they're saying that Comic-Con is going to be back in New York at like the end of the year. And that just seems crazy to me. But who knows? I mean, Florida's talking about lifting the mask mandate during the summer. or We might see people at Disney without masks. So... Time will tell, but also Florida is like a different like uh, planet. It's like Mars. Shout out to Mars, actually. The actual Mars, not Florida Mars. If we have any Martians listening, this one's for you. But we got our Martian <sighs> listeners. Mm-hmm. Sorry about Elon Musk. We'll try to keep him away. What a character that Elon Musk is. And I don't even like those, like, Teslas are lame. Like, is that an unpopular opinion? Like, every time I see one, I just, I just want to roll my eyes. I mean, no offense. I mean, I'm not a car enthusiast or, like, educated about cars. But when I see one of those cars. I don't, I don't know. I don't give a shit about cars. Me neither. But Tesla's just don't do anything for me like i would rather spend that money and go on a nice vacation not now due to covid but in the future still yeah bars sorry about elon musk sorry about a lot of things but wasn't that one movie with matt damon wasn't he on mars the one where the uh, martian the martian (laughs) No, no, I think that was I think that was on Neptune. <laughs> yeah, because I just remember it, just, it was like uh, orange and dusty and, you know, a lot of planets could be like that. Uh, Who knows? Yes. Mars that is famously known as the orange planet. <laughs> so is Geonosis. So you could argue <laughs> that um, that he was on Geonosis. The education system failed me as a child. <laughs> I think you might have failed the education system, but Emily, I wasn't the one who thought remember the unspoken Pangea thing. Yeah, that's a secret that nobody will ever know. No one should ever know the true meaning of the Pangea because it it just shows 
why I am the way I am. <laughs> and all I can do is better myself and educate yeah. myself. Yeah, that's 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 laudable. You know what else you could do? What? Watch Ted Glasso. You think that would fix the Pangea thing? Yes, I think it would heal everything. I think it would make you a better person. I think it would make you a happier person. I think it would make me a happier person. Will it get me a job? Possibly. I mean, it won't hurt. If it betters my chances of getting a job, because you know how often I am modifying my resume and cover letter? Like, that's the only vocabulary I know now is resume and cover letter. Like, I I hope that Ted Lasso will magically... Ted Lasso will be, like, my genie. You'll learn important lessons about belief and about hard work and having faith in yourself and being positive. Interesting. Well, now knowing those facts and the probability of me watching Ted Lasso and finding a job is a little higher than. Also, it would give us something to talk about on the show. Yeah, but of course, when you say that, like some big news is going to come out next week. Like uh, we're getting a Luke Skywalker movie. I don't know. Just I don't want that. Never mind. But (laughs) we already got a couple of those. Just the Skywalker family, like we we've read the the book is closed. Like we we need a new family. Like Emily, like would your family be like the new Star Wars family? I mean, I don't think it'd be a particularly interesting movie, but that's never stopped them before. I think it could be interesting. Like, are you willing to learn like the ways of the Force? <sighs> seems like a lot of work. If Ted Lasso can do it, you can. <laughs> if Ted Lasso could be my um, Jedi master and teach me the ways of the Force, I would absolutely be learned how to be a Jedi. Well, after we get off this podcast, I'll make some phone calls and okay. see what I can do. It's got to be Ted Lasso, though. It can't just be Jason Sadukas. It's got to be Ted Lasso. The real Ted Lasso. Yeah. That's like getting like the real Easter bunny to like <laughs> come to a parent teacher conference or something, you know? Like that's really rough. Yeah. But Sorry. I can I can Mark. see what I could do. See what you can do. Would your parents do that? Like take you to the mall and take pictures with the Easter bunny? I don't think we ever did that. Because it was very, like, it was way overpriced to get a picture with the Easter Bunny. I'm sure I met the Easter Bunny at, like, a, like something that the Parks Department did at some point or something. But I have no memory of meeting the Easter Bunny. Yeah, I have, like, one or two pictures with the Easter Bunny. Like, I feel like I met Snoopy more than the Easter Bunny. And I feel like Snoopy met more to me than the Easter Bunny and possibly Santa combined. So, because Snoopy is just adorable. Like, who doesn't want to see Snoopy? I don't give a shit about Snoopy. Okay. Peanuts is boring. 
I know that Charlie Brown can be like kind of a downer, but like, how could we improve your opinion on Snoopy? Like, does Snoopy do, do anything? Does he say anything? Like, um, he could be less boring. So, like, what defines boring? Like, how is Snoopy boring? Is it the way it's not, that look, Snoopy is not peanuts as a whole is boring? Okay. It's not just like, it's not a particular, it's not like everybody in Peanuts is great, but Snoopy sucks. It's just Peanuts as a whole is not good. And I, you know, I'm okay with the, the, you know, he's got his sad little Christmas tree and it's cute, but I I don't truck with the Thanksgiving one. I don't care for it's a great, the the one where they wait for the pumpkin. The one where they wait for the pumpkin. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. What about Woodstock? Like, Woodstock's adorable. Woodstock's annoying. I mean, he's not, like, Tweety Bird annoying. Because that bird can go fuck himself. But Woodstock's annoying. Those Looney Tunes don't do too much for me. I gotta say, I don't like any. I don't, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like Tweety Bird. I hate the Roadrunner. I like Wiley Coyote, and I cheer for Sylvester to eat that fucking bird. <laughs> oh my god! Look, man, we need some Star Wars news. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Otherwise, it's just my real hot Looney Tunes takes. <laughs> or my Peanuts hot takes. There need to be more Knott's Berry Farms around. So sad that there's only one Knott's Berry Farm and it's in Buena fucking Park. Like, so many more people need to experience going to Camp Snoopy and seeing Snoopy. Like, during celebration, I know there's going to be, like, a couple of people that are be like, you know what? Knott's Berry Farm is just about 10 minutes away. But also, you guys could... They have, like, the best fried chicken. So if you guys feel like having some good fried chicken, go to... Uh, the Knott's Berry Farm fried chicken place. Like maybe we can all like plan a little outing to like have like a nice family meal with Snoopy. I can't guarantee you that Snoopy will be there, but it'll be like the spirit of Snoopy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <sighs> well, I, I think we've covered everything, you know, from David Prowse to Looney Tunes. We've done our Looney Tunes and David, David Prowse segments like we do every week on the Candoway Dispatch. Oh, in our collecting segments. Yeah. Collecting yeah. Corner. Regular, regular segment. Yeah, our regular segment that we do, you know, during like the 20 to 35 minute part of our show. Yeah. Yeah. Totally normal. Totally what we've been doing for the past 186 episodes of uh, the Canto Bite Dispatch. And I said it correctly. Yeah. You put the definite article in there. I appreciate it. Yeah, but now something bad's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on that note, uh, Emily, where can we find you and the podcast on social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at Cantabite. Nope. God damn it. See, this is what bad happened is you finally say this yes. incorrectly and now I can't. 
something Fun. bad happen. I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at CantabitePod. And you can email the show CantabitePod at gmail.com. Brittany, where are you? Wonderful. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as CantabitePod. I'm changing my Instagram name because it's too confusing and I just want to have one name. That's it. It's Canto Brit. Okay. So, yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this glorious episode of the Canto Bite Dispatch. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun The games And refresher bangs Hang on every word Of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes Every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls If Yaddle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three, And you'll always be A bitch like me Get him Eric Get him Eric